Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, we can't get fooled again. Um, all right, Marcus. Are we ready to go? Should we do this? Yeah. Should we record a program? Let's record a program. All right. Welcome to the show. I am Ben Kissel. You know that, though. And then that's Marcus Parks. You also know that. Marcus Parks, stop rubbing your eyes. we got to be awake. I am. That's why I'm rubbing my eyes. It's my last day on Earth. I'm taking a plane tomorrow. <laughs> the plane's going to go down. It's I have not. a premonition. You're not having have, any. There's no premonition. Yeah, you know what? I, I had a dream. You had a dream? The plane turned into a french fry. <laughs> and when it crashed, it crashed into an ocean of ketchup. And it's going to be sad. But that was symbolism for me being the size of a large potato. Uh-huh. I've got, I'm lumpy. And then going down, what is red? Blood. Ketchup. <laughs> Think about it. Oh, I'm no, very no. nervous about this flight. I'm going to Uruguay to see my grandmother and my aunt. And they are uh, just having a wonderful time vacationing. They're, well, they're on the permanent German vacation, <laughs> which is uh, after your after my grandfather died in the year 2000, they moved to Uruguay, which is, I guess, that's where... That's where they go. War criminals. Where war criminals go. <laughs> so kind of fun. Obviously, they're not war criminals. I think they're just down there for the weather. Yeah. It's what, you know, when New York, a lot of people go to Florida to retire. In Germany, Uruguay is a very prominent and, um, you know, well-respected destination mm. for retirement. Along with, uh, you know, Argentine. Argentina. Argen- Argentina. Argentina. You did this yesterday. <laughs> Why did you forget how to say the word I Argentina? I just, kept, I just keep saying Argentina, and I can't stop saying Argentina. You're going to... This, this. I called Canada Canadia for an entire <laughs> summer in about 1997. It took me a good two years to stop saying it that way. Argentina. Argentina. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's sort of like um, a girl's name, and she has a she wears a bicycle helmet everywhere she goes, even when she's not on a bike. And her name is Argentina, <laughs> because it sounds like the name that you would give a special Tina, <laughs> which is kind of exciting. So I have that flight going on tomorrow. Oh, and by the way, if you crash, there will be no blood. It'll just be an explosion, and everyone will just be disintegrated instantly. Well. Yes, but then there's two minutes of descent where I'm going to look around the flight and I'm going to be like, I told everybody this. I told everyone it was going to happen and I'm going to send you a text message, Marcus, and it's not going to be like, oh, I loved recording with you the hundreds of hours we spoke about politics and paranormal and serial killers and true crime and goofy roundtable stories. I'm just going to send you a picture of my face being like, yeah, you're an idiot (laughs) because I told you the plane was going down and you still encouraged me to get on it. Yeah, well. I'll encourage you to get on that plane until the day you die. That will be tomorrow, so it's perfect. (laughs) Don't forget about the flight back. Ah, whatever. There's no flight back. I'm coming back in a body bag. Terrifying a flight, though. So you got to do it. You always got to follow your fears. You got to. That's what I say. Uh, Let's see. There was some fun stuff that happened this week. Uh, I want to tie it in. I did a show at UCB East. UCB East. Um... Uh, I was just trying to think of what UCB stood for, and I completely forgot. Upright Citizens Brigade. Upright Citizens Brigade (laughs) East. And uh, Louis C.K. stopped in about three weeks ago, and he ran a 10-minute set, and he did very well. The audience loved him, and it was great to see him perform about five feet away. It was awesome. Mm -hmm. Nice guy. And then he did the same set on Saturday Night Live. I didn't realize he was actually rehearsing for his SNL appearance, and the SNL uh, appearance... Twitter went crazy. Mm-hmm. And by Twitter going crazy, I mean eight people sent some <laughs> tweets, hashtag like cancel SNL or fire Louie or some one of these ridiculously stupid things that people do on Twitter. 
and uh, the people the people were upset because he made a few jokes about the town molester, mm-hmm. and every town has a molester. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know; it's not just a small town. Well, in small, I mean, obviously in New York City, there's thousands of molesters. Yeah, and you know that's typical New York because when you're a big fish in a small pond, you really get some stardom. But you know, you come from that small t- uh, the, that small pond, and you were a big fish, and now you know what? You're just surrounded by other fish. In this situation, mm-hmm. fish are pedophiles. <laughs> So in small towns, when you're a pedophile, you're the town pederast. Yeah. Everyone knows you. It's an open secret. It's an open secret. You don't go near that house. And it's always just like, why not? He's handing out candy bars. And it's like, but it's not Halloween. (laughs) You know, the only time it's socially acceptable to invite children into your house or onto your porch and give them candy is one specific day, October 31st or the Sunday or Saturday following one Saturday before or one Saturday after. It depends on your township. (laughs) And then you have from like 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. You can give out candy to kids. Other than that, it's creepy. Yeah. You know. And so he made a joke about the town molester. Our, we had a, a, a we had the guy who used to have sex with cats. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was that was close <laughs> to the town molester. And, I, and I'll get into some of these stories because I was a foster brother for many years. And I'll tell you some of that stuff soon. Um, and people were upset. And the same people that were upset with SNL, with his performance on SNL, are the ones who love to watch this channel, TLC. Mm-hmm. The once known learning channel. That has changed. Yes, it has. It is the unlearning channel. You truly have to uh, not be able to register on the charts of intelligence. <laughs> you, 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 I'm off the charts, but like the down way. Yeah. You know, like some people, he's off the charts. Well, he must be very smart. No, no, no. <laughs> they didn't even think of making a number low enough. Uh, to uh, to to gauge the intelligence of the people, the vast majority of people who are watching the now uh, defunct learning channel just goes by TLC. There's a show on there called The Duggars. Mm-hmm. 19 and counting. Nine, yes, yes. And it's about the Duggar family. 19 and counting. And there, are they talking about, um, you know, cows? <laughs> are they talking about, you know, like, are they franchising out Burger Kings? Mm-hmm. What are the 19 they're discussing? Oh, children. Yeah. Oh, they're harvesting children for a reality <laughs> show. Oh, and now I understand. Yeah. And this passes as uh, as entertainment uh, in today's pedophilic society, which is what we live in. And it's very disturbing. Obviously, TLC. Well, they also, TLC also has toddlers and tiaras. Toddlers and tiaras and a show called Honey Boo Boo. Of course, Honey Boo Boo came, uh, Honey Boo Boo came uh, out. Her stardom came from toddlers and tiaras because she was just the one crazy enough, wacky enough, and that family is just trashy enough to film. <laughs> we love them. And so the Duggar family had a bit of a scandal with this fellow named Josh Duggar, and he's a 28-year-old man, I believe, at this point. He's the eldest son of the Duggars, so he got in there when his mom was tight. <laughs> you know, he had the best experience. He, he, he opened up the doors, and by the doors, I mean whatever these you know things are the children pass through in women. Vaginal walls. Yeah. Whatever. Come on. Move on. Would you? Jesus Christ. I, I'm, I'm hungover today. Yeah. I, get, I get stuck on these things. Yeah. And... Um, it comes out 12 years ago. He was a bit of a bad older brother. Yeah. He molested two of his sisters and three other gals around town. And nobody discussed it publicly, even though the family knew it. And this is, of course, before the reality show. See, so the audacity of them 
to think that they should put their family on television as the spokespeople for healthy, good Christian American living yeah. is pretty dis- is pretty disturbing. Should we go on TV talking about how great our family is? Well, there was that thing mm. a few years ago when our eldest son molested some of our daughters over a period of years, and mm. we didn't report it to police for an entire year after that. No, I ain't never gonna come out. Never no, gonna come out. Ain't nobody ever. And you got to remember that uh, the the father, Jim Bob Duggar, is uh, he was a former congressman. Former congressman, yeah. and of course he created a pedophile. Which, <laughs> you know, that, that's just gonna happen. And uh, but now the interesting thing is, obviously TLC has pulled the show. They haven't canceled it. They're still not sure what they want to do because they're like it is a it is their I believe their number one most popular show. If it's not their number one most popular show, it's in their top three. Mm-hmm. Um, which is disturbing, and it's actually been pulled, and this is true. They're replacing it with a show called The Little People. Uh, which <laughs> I, I, I kind of love The Little People. <laughs> the Little People is adorable. <laughs> Obviously, it is about adults who happen to be smaller than your average adult, and they are doing things that are just things that when you see them do it, you say, I didn't even think they could. <laughs> But they're always doing them. It's like, oh, look at them. They can drive cars. They can drive cars. No. And oh, look at them. They can make dinner. Well, let's not be rude, Marcus. Well, I mean, that's what the whole, that's the fucking conceit behind it. Well, exactly. That, like, that's what the show is all about. It's like, <laughs> oh, look at them. They can do things that a big person can do. These reality shows. I worked on a show called Best Funerals Ever. And that was also, <laughs> uh, it was going, I believe it was uh, on TLC for a season or two. And then um, Newtown happened where Adam Lanza went and shot and killed I believe it was what 21 kids or 20 27 27 or 21 or 23 kids and four adults I'm gonna say my number is 21 kids and five adults I'm going 26 <laughs> actually I think you're right with 26 because 27 uh, is my lucky number and if it was 27 <laughs> kids I would have been very upset yes that would have been said 27 is your lucky number yeah this is the number where most uh famous musicians die yes Jimi Hendrix Janis Joplin Jim Morrison Robert Johnson. But you just took that as your favorite number. It was my football number. Okay. So <laughs> that makes sense then. So they, re- yes. So uh, my experience working on this show, I was doing, I was writing for it. It'll go under, it's a producer credit because reality shows don't, reality shows don't technically have writers. Everything is written. Mm-hmm. So as I was there working, uh, they were casting for another show called Houston's Beauty School. And I had never seen, and again, you know, I people need to take personal responsibility and you know these people aren't really victims they are making their own choice to put themselves on national television okay but the way that they hunt for cast members is incredible they would talk to some people that I thought were very very nice for Houston Beauty School it was a black show so just uh, you know black gals and I was like oh that's a that's a cool chick and they were like not too smart too smart they constantly said too smart then a woman held up a dead bird that she had found on her porch and they loved it. <laughs> of course. I swear to God. They're like, that's, uh, that's our kind of girl. Tell us about the bird. Did you name it? All these things. I'm like, that is a diseased bird. <laughs> you got to get the bird out of the house. Why? If you see a dead bird in the street, who picks it up? <laughs> I mean, this woman picked it up. You she kick was, it. You kick or you know, I, <laughs> you kick it off your porch. You kick. You get kick rid it. of it. You get. You just get rid. You know, obviously we're we are in um, bird infant death season mm-hmm. around New York City. Oh yeah, the sidewalks are just littered with dead birds. Little pink, little hairless, featherless birds. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this woman would have scooped all those up, and she would have gotten a reality show on TLC because she was the dead bo- bird hoarder. Dead bird hoarding is the next big thing here on TLC. It's so, going to be massive. So did she get in, or did she was like was she the wacky B roll? 
I don't even think compared to the other people that they were interviewing as well, she was just mid. She was just middle. She yeah. would have been the. She would have been the weird one who plays with dead birds. Yeah. <laughs> You know, but then they also encourage, they prompt sort of things like, how do you settle arguments? Do you like to talk your way out of it or do you like to fight? <laughs> you know, and they're like, I'll fight. Oh, yeah. And anyone who said they would fight, they're like, that's perfect. I don't think this show ended up making it to air Houston's beauty school. It did make it uh, to air. Oh, but it, it did. It was on Oprah's show. It was on OWN. Okay. They sold it to O. Okay, yeah. The production company sold it to O. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. So that was an insight into the um, predatory practices that most producers have when finding reality show talent. I put, I put, uh, talent in quotations. It really is just insane people. So we have the Duggar family, 19, 17 kids, I believe, when the show began. Yeah. And and now, of course, she's been able to, to squirt out two more for, for ratings and to keep it interesting. You know, when things used to be scripted, and most, I mean, again, these reality shows are scripted, but in a uh, sitcom type sense, they would just adopt a kid. Yeah. Remember that there was always like the yeah. married with children at some point adopted some kid from Ireland or something. Uh-huh. You know, just some random dude. There's always an adoption or maybe a, a grandmother came back from the dead. You know, something <laughs> like that. And in a reality show, you literally just have to go through the birthing process. So, and I will say, Jim Bob, he has a fetish for pregnant women and this woman obviously has a fetish for just hoarding children and to, I was talking to Jackie Zabrowski from page 7 in the round table of gentlemen about it yesterday they want to make a little cult and they are too um they're not they're not mentally uh, capable of convincing rational adults of their views yeah. so you just have to have a litter of morons that you mind control at a very young age. The best that he could do as far as convincing people is that he convinced people to elect him to Congress for one term. Yeah, and if you can't get a second term as a congressman, what I mean, you already got the signs made. <laughs> that is, it is like half the battle for running for Congress. I would like to run for Congress at some point in North Carolina. Just get this, got to get that sign game going. Mm-hmm. That's it. So once you have that, you know, people talk about like national infrastructure and what it takes to run for the presidency. This is why you tends to take more than one attempt because you just have to have a base in all these small towns. It's very difficult to do. Going back to what I was saying earlier with like, you know, franchising a Burger King, you really are, you have to franchise your campaign. And uh, so it takes a while. But if you're running for, you know, Congress, the district is relatively tiny. And I'm telling you, one billboard. 50 signs, you're a congressman. (laughs) That's all it takes. And then, of course, I'm sure he ran on a very evangelical Christian platform, which we're going to talk about uh, coming up here with the people that they chose to support, uh, who many of whom are currently running for the presidency of the United States, which is not helping their campaign. Well, one is doubling down on it, but we'll get to that in a second. So um, the Duggar family dominating television right now, and it is all part of a larger problem in society that we talk about on a regular basis, the pedophilic society that we're living in. Those shows, Toddlers and Tierras, those shows, uh, Honey Boo Boo and the Duggars, the same people who watch those shows are the ones who were upset with Louis C.K. for making his uh, joke about the Tom Pederast. Those are the same people who watch those shows. Some watch it because they like to see the freak show. Some want to see the train wreck. And some are just viciously masturbating. (laughs) And I would argue that the majority of the men watching that show, any of those three shows, are um, on the chart of of pedophilia. And Josh Duggar, obviously is uh, what I was saying earlier about the mental charts. These people weren't on it. He is definitely on the chart for being a pedophile. Man, I tell you, I tried watching the toddlers and Tierras because, you know, I'm a bit it's of... disgusting. I love freak shows. I love things like that. You know, I'm kind of freak shows. It's kind of my thing. But these you know? are children. But I'm these a- are children because I, I started watching. I was like, oh, well, maybe this will be fun. I'll watch it on the Lark or something like that. Right. And I uh, turned it on. I think I made it like 
five, ten minutes in for us, like, God damn. Oh, it's uh, disgusting. Like, I can't. No, 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 no. I feel very weird watching this right now. It should be illegal. It yeah. should be like we were discussing last week with the honeypot uh, situation in our, in our personal opinion. Well, I mean, maybe not yours, Marcus, but in mine, uh, with the with the uh, Muhammad drawings, mm-hmm. right? These, these shows on TLC should be created by law enforcement to find pedophiles <laughs> you know you should have a little nielsen box mm-hmm. and if you watch that show over and over and over again your door needs to be broken down you need to be arrested and your penis needs to be cut off <laughs> it's disturbing it's disgusting and anybody who contributes to that culture in that show is uh in those shows they're just wrong we discussed it in uh our last podcast on the left episode of john bidet ramsey mm-hmm. what they do to these girls the the sexualization of these girls is so unbelievably absurd and so ironically cloaked in Christianity. Yes. You know, and that's the thing with the Duggar family. Of course they created a pedophile because they obviously have a fetish for children. You know, I guarantee you that there is not one atheist parent who has a child in a pageant. I would assume not. I would, I would or, just, or they have a child in a pageant, and everyone's just like, um, well, can you get her to not breathe fire, please? <laughs> this is a beauty pageant. She's coming out to, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like there's not one. You know, yeah, it's like I guarantee you that the you the people that really push this stuff are the people that are hardcore into the church. And that's Oftentimes. the weird, and that is the, that is such a bizarre disconnect to me. But of course, there's also evangelicals are known for their disconnect between what they say and what they do. Josh Duggar being a prime example of that. Yes, and uh, evangelical Christians are also very big into the idea of. Um, obviously evangelizing, but then also having a large group of children. They love their children. Most extreme religious uh, religious sects do love the idea of having kids. Again, like we mentioned earlier, it's because these adults aren't mentally capable of convincing other people of their opinions because their opinions are insane mm-hmm. because they believe Jesus is white, <laughs> um, which that is like inaccurate. It's just the weirdest thing. Uh, maybe. I mean, I did watch a lot of Middle Eastern footage. Samanar Bobby came over to my house. We were watching some of his footage from Beirut and Afghanistan, and you can have some fair really pale uh, looking people from the Middle East but let's be he didn't have blonde hair yeah. and he definitely didn't have a barbed wire tattoo I'm seeing him made with a barbed <laughs> wire tattoo now and I think he's a Patriots fan on some of these crucifixes he's wearing a Tom Brady jersey it's disturbing uh, so it is no no wonder that they created an environment for Josh Duggar to go and uh, you know he was, in, he was in his early teens to go and, and molest these girls because they worship children as a society it is one of the interesting things when I was watching this footage of Saman's, uh, just raw footage of him in Beirut, Afghanistan, um, Beirut, Lebanon, uh, the the posters are all of old men, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's all political posters, but you just don't see, which is, you know, gross in its own way, but you don't see the youth. I was looking, I was flipping through the New York Post because I'm one of the only Neanderthal, Neanderthals that still buys the tangible paper, and I flip over, and I see this this girl, and I'm like, oh, she's hot, and then I read in the in the little storyline, she's 16, and she's wearing like nothing. I'm like, why did you make me think this chick was hot? She's 16! Why'd you do this to me? You know, and that's the kind of society that we're living in right now. And so we have a uh, a prime example with the Duggar family um, of what are the effects of a pedophilic society. You create people like Josh Duggar who are uh, under the impression that children are somehow to be coveted and then 
you know, physically touched. At 14 years old, he uh, molested five girls, two of them his sisters. Right, which is absolutely disgusting. So my mother did foster care starting when I was 11 years old. And uh, it was a very interesting experience. Uh, my parents are very pro-life. Obviously, they voted for Rick Santorum. My dad's not a U.S. citizen, thank God, so he can't vote. I always make fun of him for it. What <laughs> Wait, a German. he's not a U.S. citizen? No, he's still a German. He's, st- he's here illegally? No, he married my mother. Yeah, he got that green card. (laughs) My dad got that green card. Yes, he married my mother, and he's allowed to stay in this country. Thank freaking God he can't vote Uh, because he would vote for the world's worst people. So, um, but, and obviously because of that, they're also very, very pro-life. But my mother, I always defend her a little bit uh, in her views because she did foster care, and she really was about taking in the unwanted kids. Well, she put her money where her mouth was. She did, and most, most Christians in that situation are extremely hypocritical, but she was not. When I say unwanted children, now I have to now I have to backtrack a little bit because our first two kids were molested violently by their father. Mm-hmm. So I guess that they were wanted to some degree. And uh, he literally he was a okay, their names I'll, I can't say their names, but they were 12. Yeah, he was 12 and and she was 10 and just covered in herpes. Yeah. Very very disturbing. Oh, Jesus. And uh, I had no idea what herpes were, you know, because I literally was still I was just playing with my Batman toys mm-hmm. and I had my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles toys and I would occasionally let the turtles wrestle. Um <laughs> in the uh, in my WWF at the time wrestling ring. Yeah. And it was a great time and Macho Man Randy Savage he couldn't beat Raphael for shit <laughs> because Raphael was bringing size into the ring and, you know, yeah. macho. He's man. got the hard shell. Oh, he's a turtle. Yeah. He's a big turtle. <laughs> yeah. How are you going to pin a guy when he's got the He's round. There's no shoulder blades. <laughs> so it is actually impossible to pin a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Yeah. So if you are an aspiring pro wrestler, that should be your character. You'll win every match Yeah, because you can convince the audience that that's the only possible conclusion. We were hanging out. So the father of these two kids, he would he was allowed to have supervised visits. I don't even know why they were allowed to visit him at all. I don't know why he wasn't in prison. And I'll never forget, um, I was walking out of where they were doing their supervised visit, and he was coming in, and he was a big guy. He was about six foot four, maybe 300 pounds. And I shook his hand, and um, I'll never forget the feeling. It was the first time I ever felt like a sexual object, and it was probably the last time. Yeah. So I want to thank him for that. Oh, come that on. That was nice. You get plenty but, of people online mm-hmm. talking about how cute you is. All right, all right. But <laughs> that that feeling was so powerful, and I'll never yeah. forget it because I was 12 years old, very sheltered in my own way. I mean, although they took me to abortion rallies and stuff like that. I was a sheltered in a different kind of way. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, um, but that was such a moment of uh, it was I'm, of course my mother never told me anything that was happening I was like why is he so weird she was just like whatever he's 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 a sick man or something like this mm. she would say she never told me that he was you know jamming his body parts inside of his children Ugh. which is so gross so when you meet these people you feel you you know there's something different about them yeah. and the way that they the way that they just uh, the way that he touched my hand made my skin crawl and it is really something in a uh, society with these kids, with what we've done to children. You know, uh, Justin Bieber talks a, lo- uh, a little bit about it in his roast. He got famous at 12 years old. What we do to kids at a young age, we've seen it time and time and time again. We ruin, we like what we did with Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson is the exact story of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. <laughs> We made the monster. We made him the monster. No, Michael Jackson wasn't a monster. We made him into him. People think he's a pedophile. Well, he's not. I know he's not (laughs) because I saw MJ20. I don't think he is. But what we do with these kids, 
We put them up. We make them very successful in an adult world, far too young. And like Corey Feldman's talking about, like we talked about in Satanism in the government with last podcast on the left, these kids are starting to get sexualized very, very young. And then you have a Josh Duggar situation. No wonder this guy molested his daughters. He thought that they were the 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 most beautiful things on earth because we live in a society where if you're 30 and you have a and you have a uh, wrinkle on your face you should be uh, you know taken out behind the barn and shot well it wasn't the father that molested the kids it was the it was josh yeah, duggar josh duggar was the right. oldest yeah he was the oldest exactly. son that that molested these kids and this guy i mean you want to talk about like who is coming out in support of him right now let's talk about the politics behind it yeah the, the politics are huge because josh duggar of course as we said the father was a congressman and they've stumped for people but josh right. duggar really is the political face of the duggar family right like this guy you just you look online you just see dozens of pictures of him with every possible conservative evangelical politician you can think of just sarah palin rick santorum right. and of course mike huckabee so who is the only one to come out in support of josh duggar and he is all in support. He loves Josh Duggar. So like I was saying earlier, when I met that pedophile when I was 12 years old, you get a sense that there's something off. If these politicians got to meet this man and they didn't understand that there was something mentally wrong with him, I don't think they're capable of dealing with Putin. <laughs> you know, they're going to they're going to pull an H. They're going to pull a W. Bush and be like, I looked into his soul and I saw that he's a good man. And meanwhile, Putin is just like sitting there with Robert Kraft's ring being like, I wonder if I could be a football player. <laughs> and he's sitting there just things like, you know, how. I got elected, correct? I kill yeah. many people. He did. <laughs> for, Him and Ariel for, no, for no reason. False flag attack. I kill many people. You know this true. And George right. was like, oh, you're a good guy. And that just shows you how desperate these politicians are for money. They're willing to mentally leap over. And same thing with you know Bill Clinton and Jeffrey Epstein and all these pedophiles that they were rolling with. But these politicians, they're able to leapfrog any sort of mental thought and be like, this guy's kind of a creep because they just see the money. People make fun of women oftentimes for, be, for being uh, gold diggers and for going out with people simply because they're financing the date. Politicians are the world's largest gold diggers, and they don't even have the uh, the say. They don't even have enough class or. Um you know, uh, desire to hang. They, they will. They will hang out with worse people than a woman will, uh, even if if she's being paid to do it. Oh yeah, the Huckabee statement said Janet and I want to affirm our support for the Duggar family. Josh's actions when he was an underage teen are, as he described them himself, inexcusable. But that doesn't mean unforgivable. I mean, it's not even about being unforgivable. Give the money back. <laughs> you just at, at some point, don't you? People are talking about Hillary Clinton right now, and they're discussing how. Uh, the Clinton Foundation received a lot of money from like George Stephanopoulos, for example. Mm-hmm. And I understand there's a problem, a conflict of interest. He's probably going to host one of the debates. I think he's, he's going to be kicked out of that position now. I get it because we still like to live in the under the fantasy that we live in an unbiased media world as opposed to the fact that they're complicit in everyone that we get elected. There's a reason that we have only heard of even with all the Republicans running, like 16 people. There's 300 billion people in this country. Yeah. I'm sure more sitting more than 16 would like to run for president. Yeah. But you only get to hear about a, s- a certain small number of people who are obviously in with the media. Yeah, they have meetings to decide who they're going to cover. Right. And the, I mean, it's not even like conspiracy theory stuff. That's just how it works. Yeah, it's just how it works. It's like, it, these are the people that are going to be best for TV. And the thing is, obviously, like like we discussed earlier in the UK, it's very on the nose. People know that the media is biased towards one candidate or another. But in America, we still pretend like, you know, everything is fair. And it's yeah. like, obviously, uh, you know, things are skewed towards one way or another. 
people are criticizing, uh, you know, the Clinton Foundation for receiving money from, you know, different foreign governments and things that might have, you know, caused Hillary Clinton to compromise her position as secretary of state. These guys got money from a pedophile. <laughs> and, and, and An nope, admitted pedophile. Give the money back. <laughs> I mean, how much money did he even give them? And why would you? No. You, I, I, you know, I will take a lot of people's money, but I'm not going to take a pedophile's cash. You know, I mean, it's so simple. And for them to go, and again, the same people who criticized Louis C.K. for his SNL joke about the town pedophile are the ones who believe Mike Huckabee is just one of the best. Yeah. He's just one of God's creatures, and he God wants him to run. Right. And God's creature, the the God's choice for president, has now received funds and support from a pedophile. Yes, a admitted pedophile. And yes, he was... 14 I mean that's what, well I mean that's that's what the angel- evangelicals are really really right. fucking good at is that they are very good at forgiving their own of course you know it's like if they are an evangelical and if they say they're very very sorry then they are great at forgiving their own but right. anybody like say somebody on death row if somebody sure. on death row who had killed someone said, "You know what? I found Jesus." Uh, if you know, if they're well, a pretty woman like Carla Faye Tucker, oh, then the evangelicals yeah. will get behind them. But say there's not a, W though. No. <laughs> w still at that chick fry. Oh, oh yeah, W had her fry. But say some <laughs> black dude that said he found right. Jesus on death row. The evangelicals aren't going to come out in support of him well, and say let's not execute him. They're never, they're never going to say let let's not execute him. They're just going to be like, oh, that's good. Well. He's gonna go to Jesus then. You know they will. <laughs> they will believe in the fantasy that uh, you know that he's had to put into his head in order for him to sleep. But they're uh, not very, gonna very fight for him. Night. No, they're not gonna fight for him. There's always that double standard. Uh, standard. I, I, I think about it all the time with something like the NRA or with um, with the. Um, okay, for the NRA, for example, the way that they cover black crime. And the way that they there was a there was a woman in Florida who shot a warning shot into the ceiling because an abusive boyfriend was coming to attack her. So she shot a warning shot. She got twenty five years in prison. Yeah, black gal. Uh, the NRA was nowhere to be found. And then we have people who you know go out and uh, you know purposely wear heavy artillery uh, artillery in uh, in sensitive areas. You know, at a Walmart or near children or you know, and they'll defend those people until the day they die. Even though those people uh, oftentimes are doing things to incite, you know. A lot of the Second Amendment people do uh, well. I'm just I'm using my right, Second Amendment right, and they really do um, court controversy. They want to scare people. It's all about intimidation. But they also want they want they want law enforcement to come and confront them about it. This is the difference between black and white people. Yeah, Uh, because black people are just, (laughs) can you leave me alone, please? Yeah, and white people are like, we will discuss this, and I will say I'll say the words about the Constitution, and you will let me go, and then that tends to be the way that goes. Yeah, but. They don't do a good job of of opening themselves up to all different groups that then they could uh, negate the arguments that are made about groups like the NRA, like a lot of evangelical movements um, about how they are bigoted or uh, you know prejudiced for one side against another. All they have to do is fully support both sides, and then like then I would actually not have a problem with the NRA. Yeah, it's just such a blatantly racist organization. Yes, and that's the major problem. So the Christians now come into the defense. Of 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 Josh Duggar, but you remember in, in 1995, 1996, you know Newt Gingrich's contract with America, with America, the the uh, the, the the moral majority. Uh, what were they trying to do to Bill Clinton? Yeah, 
You know, so there there was obviously zero compromise. Bill Clinton's bad. He's got to be impeached. He's got to get out of office. He had sex with an adult. <laughs> you know, I mean, he had he, I mean, obviously you know, it was it was bad what he did. I think he abused his power. Monica Lewinsky got railroaded by Hillary Clinton mostly um, and was taunt, you know, tr- thrown out like the trash. But they they had the hypocrisy there for them to just be like, well, we better forgive the molester as because he's on our political side and he's giving us money. It's just so blatant. And that's what turns people off of politics. Mm-hmm. And it's going to hurt him in in those he, he's going to do fine. And, you know, like Huckabee, he, I think he wanted in Santorum won Iowa in 2012, and I believe he won it in 2008. Mike Huckabee did. Yeah, I, I believe he did. And again, the uh, the Duggars came out. They they supported Huckabee. And like I said, in 2008, they supported Santorum in 2012. Right. And they're coming back to supporting Huckabee this time. And they've definitely, I mean, they've got their fingers in the Huckabee. Like, they've got their fucking claws into this guy. Because Santorum, oh, yeah. he's saying nothing. No, but no other politician has said, anything and in fact i wouldn't be surprised because the three people that he has seen with the most mm-hmm. are three of the front runners santorum uh huckabee and jeb bush right and that's the one that you really got to question what's going to happen with jeb bush and the duggar connection the moment that any of these the moment that yeah. jeb bush sticks his head up and starts taking questions from the press that is the first question that he's going to be the press is salivating they're just waiting for jeb bush right. to, uh, to to make himself available well i mean you you have to wonder we've talked about it before on the show where is who is financing the campaigns and those are those are going to be the victors of of the uh, of the campaign right mm-hmm. so if, if their person wins the people that they are financing then they're going to receive their kickbacks their subsidies and and uh, other things like that so in this situation if jeb bush let's just say he does win he's in the dugger pocket what what policy is he passing <laughs> You know, if you're 14 and your mom has more than seven kids, you can molest two of them. <laughs> it's a constitutional amendment. These guys got money. Their uh, net worth is $3.5 million. And it's literally money just from this reality show, pimping out his kids. We criticize, again, let's go back to the hypocrisy. The way people talk about Kim Kardashian, keeping up with the Kardashians, Kris Jenner, Bruce Jenner, um, the way they discuss, you know, Kris Jenner as a pimp and as, and, you know, to some degree she certainly is but the way they trash that family as opposed to embrace the Duggar family as if they are some sort of perfect role model for how Americans are supposed to be if every family lived like the Duggar family we'd be out of food (laughs) like 19 and stop county yeah (laughs) night if every they're they are a prime example of of uh overconsumption in every way absolutely you know they are americanism and patriotism and god gone to an extreme and they're making themselves a little a little cult it is extreme selfishness it is 19 kids i mean it's just it's it's absolutely insane and at some point the money's going to run out when your older son gets busted for pedophilia the money is going to dry up a little bit and now you're going to have 19 kids I guarantee you. Well, I know for a fact. I did watch a little bit of the show. One of the kids is gay. One of the boys. No, <laughs> for, by no odds for a fact. are, of course. Odds, shit. Odds are, two of them are gay. Right. And then there's going to be a bunch that just do porn. They're all going to be. And then some <laughs> are going to go super right wing, and others are going to rebel. It's going to be a. It's going to be a nightmare. And as a society now, we're going to have to deal with the whole Duggar family until the day we die. Yeah. And, and they've created. It's just a monster what they've what they've created. Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, there are plenty of people out there, and the, there is something there. There are something I think very dangerous. Uh, you know, memes that are circulating right, right. around right now is that people are starting to share these memes from one of those stupid fucking sites that tell outright lies and call themselves satirical. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. where they're doing these quotes about Michelle ba- from supposedly from Michelle Bachman, supposedly from Ted Cruz, that kind of sound like they could be true. Like well, they're they're very fucking they're they're crazy. Quotes, but you know you're kind of used to crazy quotes, and people are sharing them like they're true. They're not, mm. and I think that hurts the. I think that hurts the point that people are trying to make. Right. When you have that disinformation, that disinformation out there, when you have Mich- these like you know Michelle Bachman saying, you know, well in biblical times that is the age of consent and things like that. You know, yeah. people share that, and I, I, I'm just I'm gonna go ahead and say it right now. Don't get your news from memes. If you yeah. see a picture that has text written on it uh before you share it before you take it as law and before you start telling your friends and your family about it uh google it first and make sure that it's true because you don't want to be out there if you're gonna make arguments make sure they are factual don't get your news from memes and there's no reason to make up crazy sentences or crazy quotes from michelle bachman she's got so (laughs) many of them so many it's already it yeah it's already out there man her and marcus bachman going through some good gay conversion therapy didn't what is he up to right now i don't know what is he up to But it's very easy. I mean, you know, these people, uh, yes, obviously the, these satirical websites, it is bad. And oftentimes people think of them as true. But I would say for, in Michelle Bachman's case, certainly she's opened herself up for a lot of criticism. And you can pretty much put any quote next to her that sounds insane. And people would be like, absolutely. Yeah. That seemed, that's so Michelle. That's so Michelle. But uh, Ted Cruz... Let's talk a little bit about Ted Cruz. Right now, there's a GoFundMe for Ted Cruz, and uh, I think that we should try to support this a little bit. I think we need to make sure that this gets funded. This is the only go. It's the only. Or it's an Indiegogo project, okay. and it's the only one that I will say that I'm going to go ahead and put all of my fucking power behind. <laughs> it is uh, called Ted Cruz is a dick, uh-huh. and it is somebody that is looking to produce dildos with the head of Ted Cruz at the yeah. end of it mm. and it is beautifully made you can go to indie just go to indiegogo and type in Ted Cruz is a dick uh it's a beautiful fucking dildo it's kind of a bust <laughs> like it's kind of a like the old timey bust that they like a used presidential to make. bus a presidential bus yeah and it's only it's got they're looking for five thousand dollars there's only 21 days left on this Uh-oh. they've only raised Only nine people have given it. Uh, Oh, come on. Yeah, and it's like you can $40, you actually get the dildo. No one's actually, it's all, there's one guy that's done 20 bucks, one guy that's done 10, uh, and a couple of people, and there was... Yeah, you, you just well, we you, need to get this. We need yeah. to get this. We're pushing for that Indiegogo of the Ted Cruz dildo. I think it'll be great. Maybe the guy who bought it was Josh Duggar. <laughs> Is that possible? <laughs> He's perusing for some new toys online. He loves Ted Cruz. He loves dildos. Yeah. So boom, the oh, Ted and, Cruz dildo. And the dildos even it's got a little uh, name tag on it that says "Come and take it." Oh, that's nice. Which is you know some, a lapel that uh, Ted Cruz has been known to wear. Oh, very interesting. Yeah, that is kind of a uh, kind of sexy there. 
of course, Ted Cruz, you know, he's a very big evangelical as well. There isn't a one non-evangelical right now that is making much headway in the Republican Party. Even Rand Paul has gone uh, a little bit more with the religious fanaticism. And I understand you have to court court votes. Um, and the the evangelical voting block is is absolutely massive. And they vote in uh, they 100 percent of the vote is going to the Republican Party. There's no doubt about that. I don't think they voted for a Democrat since Jimmy Carter, and the evangelicals loved loved that monster. I was talking to a friend, and I think there's a myth. Um, Rupert Murdoch is coming out with an app that that he wants to be able to be used, uh, maybe by 2020, maybe maybe the next election, 2024, and uh, basically you can just vote from your phone, which would give the idea of democracy a brand new, give it a real facelift, and voting would be easier than ever. And I was talking to my friend about this, and he kept on, you know, he says the line, and I think a lot. A lot of people utter the line, well, uh, then the democracy is going to go to hell. If everybody votes, the whole thing, we're going to elect some moron, right? But I'm going to uh, say the smartest friends that I know don't vote. And the dumbest people I do know do vote. And it's really these people that are able to be corralled and hoarded up. And driven down to the voting station in mass, those are the pockets that you need to court now as a politician. So I would say if we actually did have easier voting, we might be able to get somebody that's slightly less religious insane. Because most people, I don't know one, my smartest friends don't vote. And I'm always just like, but you got to get out there and get a sticker because I love stickers. I know. I mean, that's every single time there's an election, you come in with a sticker. Got my sticker. And you're so proud of your sticker. And you talk about your sticker all day. Sometimes, I I think last time you talked about it for like a week. I wore it for a week. (laughs) I love a good sticker. And it says I voted. So, um, you know, that's why these... That's why the Republican Party, and that's been such a core base for the Republican Party for so long, that they're terrified of getting getting rid of it. They're yeah. terrified of it going away. I mean, that's their heroin. You know, that was that's their drug that they have to continually, you know, uh, get in order for them to feel as if they have a possible chance of doing anything successful in their life. It is. Uh, it's very terrible. And the Duggar family is the prime example of why the religious right ruined the republican party and they have so much say in it i mean hell ted cruz gave his announcement speech at liberty university jerry falwell's university i mean this man like we talked about on the on that episode believed that gays caused 9-11 yeah i mean it's ridiculous obviously uh you know it was uh whatever it was uh Anyway. Oh, that Rupert Murdoch story? Yes. It's from one of those bullshit, quote-unquote, satirical sites. Is it? Yeah. It's from those fucking people that... Uh, it's not, it. It, it sounds kind of true. That's the problem, is that it sounds kind of fucking true. And it's like, I don't think these people realize how much they're actually hurting. Like, yeah, they're yeah, actually... Yeah. It, this yeah. is a problem. I it's disinformation. It. it just causes so much more confusion, and we don't need more confusion. I mean, that's one of the problems. It's one of the strengths, and it's one of the problems right. of the internet, is that there is a lot of information out there if you grab it, but there's also so many fucking lies and so much disinformation right. that it is fucking infuriating yeah yeah so anyway not the best week to be a right-wing evangelical politician when your picture has been taken multiple times with somebody who we now know is a pedophile and who no longer well i mean the show's just been pulled hopefully it'll be canceled if it's not can like the odd uh, 
the audacity of people to you know threaten to cancel SNL or want to fire Louis or all these insane things. Uh, and I'm not seeing the same outcry from those people when it comes to the Duggar situation. No. And with what what happened with Honey Boo Boo when when um, Mrs. when Mama left Sugar Bear for a pedophile. That's what happened. You know. Yeah. That's, so she left. She broke up with Sugar Bear, who was just a sweet guy. We talked about it on page seven. There you go. And she left him for a pedophile that had molested her daughter. There's something going on. <laughs> there is something happening, and it happens. You know, every time, and we talk about it, look at like you know what happened with like Larry Craig, and uh, so many evangelical, uh, you know, politicians in general when they have their sex scandal. You know, when they have their, it's it tends to be, ex- like some hardcore BDSM stuff. Yeah, and it's these people who just push everything down inside of themselves. They don't let themselves. They just repress everything so much, and they put on this shiny exterior. And you know what? People see through it now more than they ever have before. And it's just, I would rather deal with a flawed person who is openly flawed, dare I say, Anthony Bourdain, <laughs> who I just love, you know, because he'll just, you know, he's, he's obviously done some things that were a little bit uh, bad, but, I, but he's such a, you know, he's a, he's, a, he's a human being. Yeah. And that's the one thing where these politicians, that's why nobody cares to vote. That's why nobody trusts what they say, because they know that all they're about is collecting money. They don't care who is giving it to them. And everything that they tell you about who they are as people is just a blatant lie. Yeah. You know, you know, Rick, I want to know what Rick Santorum. I mean, can you imagine what his sexual fantasies would be? Oh, God. You know, and there's a lot. I mean, that's why evangelicals believe in like gay conversion therapy for a reason. You know, because they think that you can just, like, change cer- certain core things, and it's like... Well, it's the only hope that they have. Or they could just love themselves. <laughs> yeah, or just fucking do it. And, and I guarantee you that the people that are so freaked out, like, I don't think that everyone... Like, I don't really subscribe to the, the belief that every person who is anti-gay is gay themselves. But no. I do think that every person who is super anti-gay has looked at a dude's ass and thought, like, huh... Nice ass. Yeah. And that freaks them out so fucking bad. I don't know why it bad. freaks them out so much. Everybody, everybody, like there is the amount of people that are 100% straight or 100% gay. Right. There are less people on earth that are 100% straight or 100% gay than there are people who are a little bit on the spectrum either and you way. Wonder, and you wonder, you know, with, with Josh Duggar, obviously his family believes that gays are pedophiles and his family have said some terrible things about gay people. You wonder if they would still support him if it was boys. You know, <laughs> if, it, if he molested boys, but he's oh. like, well, at least he's at least he's straight. He's a pedophile, but he's straight. I mean, that's the thought. That's their thought process. Right. That is absolutely their thought process. If he was molesting boys, then I guarantee you, Mike Huckabee would not be coming out in his defense. Right. But because it's girls, it's okay. It's right. not. It's not as bad. It's not as bad because I mean, it's girls. Just girls. Say, Huckabee, drop it. Just let this one go. <laughs> Give back the fifty bucks that he gave you. And let it go. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I'm taking a plane, so this might be our last episode. It's not your, our last episode. Well, it's We've possible. got plenty of episodes. Okay. It's also possible you could get hit by a cab walking home right now. So this is our last episode. <laughs> is that what's happening? That's what you're saying? That's not right. Um, all right. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Go to the Facebook page. Let us know what you think. Um, and yeah, we didn't do the Al-Qaeda membership, but Google uh, the Al-Qaeda um, job uh, job, the job application, the, yeah, the, application, the one, the the one that asks, "Do you have any hobbies?" Yeah. 
<laughs> it was very interesting. Oh, yeah. I'll talk about this footage that I watched with Saman more in the next episode. Um, all right. So that's Marcus Parks on Twitter. I'm at Ben Kissel uh, on Twitter. Go to the Facebook page. I guess you can do the rating thing on iTunes. Yeah. Rate that's and review on iTunes. That, that's, that really does help us out. That would help us out a lot. And I think that that's pretty much it. All right, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com.